Well, hello and welcome back to The Daily Brew, the devotional where every day we drink a new brew of coffee and we see what God is brewing for us in the Bible. Yes, it's cheesy, but it's true. And you join me here for day 244 of 365 days of Bible reading. Yes, it is good to be back. I have missed you deeply. And uh, I've actually been quite unwell for the last few weeks. A massive thank you to Annalise for holding down the fort while I've been recovering from what was a very scary uh, but also very unrefreshing time of sickness. I am back though to, I reckon, close enough to 100% that I can get back in the saddle uh, so that I'm not coughing and spluttering and sounding congested for you as we go through this devotional journey. So let's talk what scriptures we're going to be reading today. I'm very excited about today's brew as well, by the way. We'll get to that in a moment. But let's talk what scripture, and as always, and across every platform, these are in the descriptions as well. Proverbs 21, verse 17 to 26, 2 Corinthians 5, verse 1 to 10, and Micah chapter 5, verse 1 to 15, to chapter 6, verse 1 to 16, to chapter 7, verse 1 to 20. So a chunk, a good chunk of Micah to get through today as well. Now, let's talk brews, because today I am very excited because my favorite brewery, my favorite brewery, that is not what these guys are called. My favorite roasters, <laughs> not a brewery, the roasters, my favorite roasters are Mount Atkinson Coffee. I've decided they are my favorite. And they have released, a, a, again, a limited edition release of their whiskey barrel aged coffee bean. Now, when I saw this on social media, I was so pumped about it. In fact, I've been speaking to the owner about it off and on since I saw it. Um, advertised earlier in the year and I missed out on some. This is a, a combination, I, I suppose a partnership with Thompson Whiskey, which is also a New Zealand whiskey uh, distillery here in New Zealand. And I'm so excited because the packet says this, aged for 12 months in Thompson Manuka smoked whiskey barrel, then roasted. So I don't know what to expect in this coffee today. I'll just get that leaf out of the cup. I don't know what to expect out of the coffee, but I'm looking forward to some smoked flavors, some uh, whiskey. I wouldn't even be surprised if it burns going down uh, like a good whiskey should. Not that I endorse drinking over the age of 18 and not that I endorse more than one bottle. No, 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 of whiskey. What? No, stop it. Stop it. You're, you're going to get me in trouble. Don't do that. You're going to get me in trouble. Let's talk. Let's actually t stop talking and taste this coffee today. I have it in the Chemex format. I wanted to try the light end first, see if we can get any flavors, and then we'll bring it down to the uh, the espresso. Let's give this a try. The Mount Atkinson Whiskey Coffee. Ooh. Wow. What a journey in there. Uh, it's very, there's, there's, a, there's a very caramel flavor in there, uh, which is the initial taste that you get. Um, this is also, I think, one of the first coffees that I've had, maybe along with the tea one, that doesn't actually contain any chocolate. And I'm appreciating the fact that there's, well, there might be chocolate in here, but it doesn't say that there is. What does it taste like? It tastes like a, a lightly smoked coffee with a lovely caramel flavor. This has got to be my favorite coffee we've tried this year, especially in the Chemex format. I'm going to give this a fat 10 out of 10. This is my, this is... Yeah, people. Yeah, we're, we're, yeah, it's good. You should desperately try and get your hands on some of these whenever it comes out from Mount Atkinson. It is so, so good. That is it, though, for today's brew. Let's get into the Bible, the reason that we are here. Have you ever heard of, whoa, <laughs> stumble, good start. 
Have you ever heard of something called a a hedonistic life, a hedonistic life? It's a lifestyle that puts the pursuit of pleasure as the ultimate goal. If you live a life this way and you live according to this lifestyle, you would be someone who's addicted to doing whatever gives you pleasure all the time. Life probably won't end up great for you if you uh, submit to this lifestyle, I suppose is the right way to say it. But the uh, this, this type of person, though, their, their life might be filled with temporary pleasure, but the eternal glory is what they'll miss out on. And Proverbs make it, makes it pretty clear today that for whoever loves pleasure, poverty is what will follow. So eternally, maybe, not so much. Temporary, sure. But eternally, that pleasure will fade. I want to be clear, though. I, I want to be really clear. There's nothing wrong with having nice things. And I say that because my wife will be listening today, and we have this debate quite often, whether or not there's anything wrong with having nice things, but I don't think that there is anything wrong with having nice things. I also don't think there's anything wrong with having a good savings account, or having nice materialistic things as well. The problem comes though, when we love these things more than anything else, and pursue them at all costs. If the goal of our life is materialistic things, then we'll miss the whole point of our lives. Proverbs tells us, that the pursuit of our lives should be righteousness and love, because that's where we will find life. I love it. If you didn't get this hit of fat um, irony in the scripture, let me let me just let me just make it really clear for you today. If you missed this, that for those who pursue righteousness and love, they will find life, prosperity, and honor. I'm going to say that again. That for those who pursue righteousness and love, they will find life. What prosperity? and honor. See, prosperity comes not when we pursue it, but when we first seek the kingdom of God, then all else will be given to us. And that's something Jesus said as well. Now, coming off the back of the sickness over the last few weeks, it made this passage, the second passage we're reading today, all the more real for me. The reality is, is that we're not going to be able to do what we've always done in these bodies of ours. Excuse me. Paul writes about our earthly tents, that's what he calls our bodies, and how we know that these will eventually be destroyed. Now, you might be like me and be feeling like that in today's present day, and maybe it's a present, ever-present reality for you moving forward. But I want to encourage you that while we're in this tent, oh, this part actually isn't that encouraging. I stopped because I was like, this is actually not that encouraging. While we're in this tent, we're going to be gro- we're going to groan and we're going to be burdened. And this is the tension that Paul is giving us here. It's a tension between being clothed with Christ and not being clothed. About how in our earthly tent of a body, if we're clothed in Christ, we're going to be able to do a lot more by faith than we are by sight. And this is an encouragement both for the young and for the old, because it's not really up to the condition of the tent that we have, but rather it's up to the condition of if we're going to be clothed with Christ or not. That's the difference between being able to do great things and not do great things with our lives. The clothing in Christ determines the level of impact we can have for God on this earth. It's not up to our own effort and striving. The greatest level of impact we can have will always come as a byproduct of trying to please God first. When we live life in such a way, our actions will be pleasing to Him and a blessing to others. This is Christ's goal. This was his idea while he was on the earth as well. He lived in submission to God and allowed him to direct his actions and his words. And as a byproduct, ended up being a blessing to others too. I think if Jesus had this as his goal, you and I should have it too. 
Now, uh, you've been reading the book of Micah for the last day, maybe two days. Um, and I want to go back and actually talk about what the book of Micah is all about. The book of Micah, it's written by a prophet called Micah, and a very inspired naming rights there. Now, this book was likely to be written between 750 BC and 700 BC. Micah was a prophet around Isaiah's times, and his writings are very similar to that of Amos. Many of the same sins are denounced, and sim- and there is similarity also in the same bold, direct language that gets used to show how offended God is by idolatry and oppression of the poor. Micah is a prophet who looks forward, though. In our chapters today, we see him looking forward to the reign of Jesus coming from Bethlehem and how he will also be known as a peacemaker. But he also looks back. He looks at all God has already done for his people. He remembers the God of his people's redemption. This is who Jesus is, right? He's a peacemaker, but he's also our redeemer. In Jesus, our past is forgiven and we're able to move forward in peace. In these chapters, we're challenged by Micah around how we will live considering these facts about who Jesus is and what the implications are for our lives with this being the reality. He he emphasizes three character traits that all Christians must employ, justice, mercy, and humility. These three things, they go together. Our faith is evidenced by how we live. What we do while we're here on this earth in our flesh tent, which I will admit sounds absolutely revolting and wish I never said it, really matters. Why? Because in reality, it's ultimately what we do here on the earth that is an evidence of the faith that we have in the God who is both here and there. Verse of the day. Verse of the day today is Micah chapter 6 verse 8 and it says, And what does the Lord require of you to act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God? This is the evidence that every Christian must display in their life if they're walking with God. What is it? Justice, mercy, and humility. And that is it for the Daily Brew today. Done and dusted day 244 of 365 days of Bible reading. You have completed it. Congratulations. It is so nice to be back with you. I'm excited to continue on this Bible reading journey. Hey, a massive thank you to everybody who's already subscribed to the platform here on YouTube. Thank you so much to everybody who's taken a moment and done that already and click the bell so you never miss a devotional upload. And to you on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, thank you so much for following along and checking that out as well. If you've already followed and rated the podcast, thank you, thank you, thank you. That is it though for today. Tomorrow is uh, the completion of another seven days. I know I've only been with you for one of the days, but tomorrow we'll have a nice store-bought can or bottle of coffee for us to try. So I'm looking forward to giving that a go. And some say it's going to be mammoth. So make sure you come back tomorrow for that, of course, and for more Bible. If it is the start of your day, though, have a great rest of your day. Unless it's sleep time, good night, sleep tight, and we'll see you back here tomorrow for another day of The Daily Brew.